and we're back again in a new episode of Dubai Stars. Today, my guest is very special. My guest is not a salesperson. My guest is not into uh, real estate investment. My guest is into real estate content creator, one of the best in our beloved city, Dubai, Mr. Asad Ali. Thank you so much for coming in the episode. It's an honor to be here. So, uh, lots of people has heard about Assad, but few people actually have seen Assad. Assad is not really anywhere where people can see him. He's only on the side, doing content, helping agents, uh, being shown, being visible. And I'm talking from my own experience. I worked with Assad more than six months now, and he really helped me, like showing my work and showing everything through all of the social media. So today we need and we want to know who is Asad. Can we start with my question? Yes. Do people cry on your podcasts? Why? Why would they cry on your podcasts? Do people cry when you do? You talk to someone for an hour, about an hour, you talk to people and you ask them questions. You want to know... You want the background. To, you want to know the background. You want to know people's history. Sometimes people go into their history and they get emotional. So that's what I'm saying. They get they emotional, the but they don't cry. But yeah, definitely they will get emotional because this is the stage on the like this is a stage in their life where yeah. they actually have buried. They don't want to remember it. Yeah. But this is like we have to remember where we came from yeah. to know where we are going. So today, my first question will be to you, uh, knowing you were uh, born and raised in Pakistan, mm-hmm. what brought you to Dubai? Oh, just, uh, I, I was in Ireland for three years, I did my bachelor's in Ireland for three years, and Ireland is a country that, a country that is really close to my heart, um, I sometimes think I'm Irish, um, and then from there, when I finished college, those three years of bachelor's degree, I don't know what I did it in. Uh, I came over here. There was a job. There was a job. I think it was my father's uh, relative. He saw, oh, I've got something in Dubai. Why don't you send? And the whole prospect of going to, having never seen Dubai or having not known what Dubai is all about, and the whole prospect of coming to a new place was exciting. So I came. I came here. Started with a bank. Uh, started with Standard Chartered. Worked with them for a couple of years. So. Before yeah. telling me uh, what was the start, I want to know uh, the mixed emotion when you were coming in the city, you came to Dubai. Uh, hey, I was 25. You don't have emotions when you're 25. <laughs> when you're 25, anything new for an unstructured person like me, anything new is exciting. So I came here and a couple of my friends were here. So then, you know, your friends are here and you know, you got a job and somebody's going to pay you a salary so that's amazing so that was my that was my the excitement was the emotion and so you were not scared about can I make it no, I will I, not make it uh, it's, a, it's a different country it's a different I culture I, I don't think I thought about that I can think now and res- retrospectively think about what was I was was I going through all these challenges no it's so we can say you just jumped to the unknown Jumped and you jumped happily to the unknown. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So you came here in 2005, you were into banking? Um, yeah, so I was in a... I did banking... Uh, actually, like, in my entire banking process 
And sorry for the boring part of the story. My entire backend pro- process had to do with mortgages, uh-huh. uh, mortgage sales. So that's that's really how I got interested into property. That's really how the wheels turn and things change. That I'm sitting here with with top real estate agents in this in this market because I I, I got interested in the subject. I got interested in what people like and what people buy and what people sell. So when I switched from banking to real estate, I was an agent for three years. When I switched to real estate, I, I applied that kind of, I thought I know mortgages because I've been selling them for seven years. Um, I'll never, I won't shut up. I'll just talk, talk and, I'll, and I'll be very good. And it kind of, it, it helped me during that uh, so from banking you switched to real estate and yeah. then I think by I, that time... I'll tell you why I switched to real estate. So in 2007, when things got really bad, when the market crashed, um, I, was, uh, I was I was with Barclays Bank then. And um, we had to obviously restructure things because sales wasn't happening. So I was in sales. So I was like... Uh, instead of them one day telling me that you've lost your job, I'll talk to people and see if I can move within. So I moved into the collections and recoveries uh-huh. side of mortgages, which was active. All my banker friends told me, you, you have to do something. You, sales is not going to fly for the next two years. Uh-huh. So you've got to move within. So I moved into collections. And uh, collections and then dealing with the bank's clients. One of those clients said, hey, you're good. Do you want to come and work with me? And I don't, yeah, I know. I don't think I had an interest in it, but then I just really liked the guy. He was then, this is 2010, he was 52, self made, done a lot in Dubai, selling real estate, owned his own company from the same part of the world that I'm from, from Karachi. And I just really liked the guy a lot. His philosophy of his, he had a, his business model was very simple. His philosophy was less is more. He went in, he operated the company. Um, we used to sell uh, uh, ready villas. We used to do resale of ready residential villas. Uh-huh. That's it. So we wouldn't do rentals, we wouldn't do commercial, we wouldn't do. We're specialized and the specialist. Yeah. And his thing was that you come in and you're specialized in this a particular community. That's your community and you have to give your complete dedication, complete focus on that one community and then different agents and have different communities of focus and then we work together and we figure it out and I like that model. And we worked very hard. He made us work very hard on, you know, like in real estate. Real estate only succeeds, I think, if you have good stock, if you have all the stock most of the stock. You can't really have all the stock all the time. So we work very hard. I work with the Jumeirah Islands was my community for the longer part of my three and a half year real estate career. And my job was to know every single property that was that would be for sale. So that includes calling people, that includes door knocking, that includes everything. And every single week uh, Every single day, we'd be looking at the competition. You know, what what problem? Do they have a property that I? You know how this works. That that's really how this works. You have to. It's about having um, your finger on the pulse of a particular community because that's only 
how you will be able to sell if you have everything. If you have something good to sell, you'll be able to sell. And we had a, we actually had a policy not to work with other agents. Other agents. Of course, we did at some point in you know in you exchange. Have to, you have Sometimes to. you have to, um, but they were. But mostly, and the the, 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 the logic and the reason behind that uh, arrogance was that hey, we work hard putting our stock stock together. We're advertising as much as anybody else on the same platforms. So since we have all the stock, and if the buyers are looking at us, then they should come and they will eventually come to us. Mm-hmm. So that worked out for me um, during those three and a half years. Of two years I did Jumeirah Islands. I focused on Jumeirah Islands. And I know Jumeirah Islands like the back of my hand. Which is still one of the most beautiful. It is, isn't it? Jumeirah Islands. Okay, Jumeirah Islands and real, to real estate agents. You know what I used to say? It was part of my pitch, but I made it sound like when I met a client, I made it sound like I just thought of it right then and there. I used to say that, think of Jumeirah Islands, 725 villas over 3.2 square kilometers. Compare that to the one next door, which is Jumeirah Park. Back then, it was four and a half thousand villas on 3.6 square kilometers. So can you imagine the space to live, to breathe? And these, these theatrics, mm-hmm. can, you, can you imagine? living here in the space here and then you know four and a half thousand villas on 3.6 kilometers square kilometers and 720 villas over 3.2 the space that given and these theatrics people like it they love it that's, they, that's they, how people invest it's the investment happens over an emotional experience yeah, some people inquire on Sunday, but yeah. if you call them on Tuesday, they lost interest. They don't feel it anymore. So once they feel like you're taking them into an emotional ride where yeah. they can see themselves living, growing, having yeah. kids, every villa over there has an amazing private pool. And they have big plots. Hey, no, uh, Jumeirah Islands, no two villas are the same. Yeah, and they have Because big of the plots. way, you know, they're, they're in a circle, everything's different, houses like this. I, I love Jumeirah. I was going to say I was going to use a bad word, but I'm not going to use a bad word. Thank you. What do you do? What happens that. when somebody accidentally does use a bad word on your podcast? Do you leave it? Yeah, we leave it. You leave it there? Yeah, oh, because cool. like this podcast is not about showing the perfect image yeah. that the society wants. Yeah. This podcast is just to show the real stuff. Yeah. So if someone curses, means like it means a lot to him. Yeah. Like now we just want Sometimes, to say it. Yeah. So we, we keep it as real. There is no issue. The only the only time a curse doesn't look real is when maybe you feel like somebody's cursing just to appear yeah. powerful or appear like uh, um I try not to be that person, yeah. So what's your story? My story. Now we're interviewing me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking coming in. I was thinking. I was th- coming in today. I was thinking that I like to ask questions more than answer questions, questions. and uh, that's why I wanted you to be here because most people don't know your story, don't know the struggles that you went through, don't know the shifts that you've done in your life. Even though, like nowadays, I see people doing a job yeah. that they are miserable in it, mm. they hate it. There's mm. no passion, mm. but they keep doing it because they are scared to jump to something. I think people have, we'll get to this, we'll get to this. I think uh, 
people have reasons to do those things um to stay in that job and be miserable and slog day after day i one of the reasons why people don't and is it okay I, i'll answer your question yes. i already know your yes. questions because we 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 have these conversations uh one of the reasons why people don't take that risk or change their jobs and things like that it's because that people have not allowed themselves to be interested or active in other things um and don't have that level of patience and uh, to see if that thing on the side works for a longer period that's why they don't switch completely um that's why people don't change the a steady stream of income and and that's fair i get it because people have you know responsibilities families there's like 20000 things going on um but it changed for me because huge changes happened in my life so then that allowed me to 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 be able to take that risk that's all about those things one by one <clears throat> uh my parents passed away the rest of souls yes uh thank you both of them within a period of uh, 10 months wow. from each other so everything that happens when uh, some i think i think maybe it's a, a pakistani cultural thing no i don't think it's pakistani cultural thing it culture is the same everyone's the same i think as a, for for a guy maybe maybe for a guy more than a, than a woman i think um, that whole thing about keeping your parents happy all the time is really kind of important keeping them proud keeping them proud keeping them the pride in their yeah. eyes like here's a like I'm like, not saying daughters don't yeah. want that I'm I'm saying it's just it's just who we are I've heard that a lot I even had lots of guests that ever telling me my mom want me to be an engineer my yeah. mom want me to be a doctor even though I cannot see blood <laughs> I, yeah I know it I have yeah. it and I don't blame the parents because Mm-hmm. as as we have said they were all done this from their own parents plus they're only doing it out of concern because they it's like your best friend looking from a distance thinking oh he's doing something wrong but they're your age and they care but they're not going to you know but your parents will care 300 times more mm-hmm. and they'll want to tell you but they can't sometimes they can sometimes they can't So that's 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 a parents that's a parent role and their concern um but when your parents leave when they're gone that's what I went through so, so when they're gone I thought because because you never want to disappoint your parents you never want to hurt them I thought I've got no one left to disappoint and that's real I've got no one left to disappoint. I can disappoint my sisters, I can disappoint my wife who's become my ex-wife. I can disappoint them, but we're all the same age. We can we can, we're young, we can, you know, adapt and change. So I'm like okay, someone here, no I I can't hurt anyone right now. In this moment, in from in this month, the next I can't hurt anyone. So let's let's, let's do something. Let I me love. do let me do let me take that risk yeah and so and as i was saying earlier most people don't um involve themselves in other passions actively enough to change 
I had involved myself in my passion actively. I want, so, I'm curious to know how did you get no, the, into so, this? No, so uh, when when I was working for uh, for for one of the banks after my real estate thing, uh, I left real estate in 2014 and joined a bank. And the heading uh, their uh, mortgage recovery mm-hmm. portfolio, which was of course after after during 2012 and all that. All the mess of 2007 to 2010, a lot of banks didn't react enough, fast enough in time. So they had this huge portfolio of properties that were, you know, either in courts or this that, people run away. So my job was to either sell them in courts or sell them in market and things like that. So uh, so when you have a job, you have money. Uh, and the, and my wife and I, we both have steady jobs. So just every three months, we'll take 10 days off and go travel. So when we traveled, I used to make travel videos on the phone, make, edit and everything. And I just, and once I made a couple of them, two or three of them, I thought I can do this. This is a talent that I have. So you didn't learn it. It wasn't a course. It was just by you no, sure. no. trying to uh, capture the moment with your loved ones yeah. that I yeah. want to do it, and yeah. you found yourself like you're gifted. Yeah, and they were good. And they were not. They were good videos. <laughs> I'm sure. I didn't make no slideshows of pictures. They were videos. Anyway, so I thought I have a knack for this. This is cool, and then. <clears throat> because I, I like to watch everything, to watch things, to get inspired, to then create. I came across uh, real estate videos. Um, there's this one guy that I really follow and he used to just really make really cool real estate videos, listing videos. And I thought, I can do that. And I have that real estate inkling, that real estate feeling in me. And I was like, this could, this could sell. Like people could pay me money. For, for doing this kind of a thing. Um, I was right. I just didn't know that it was going to take people 25 years to start. <laughs> <laughs> Three years to be exact. Um, no, I, so I was right. I, I, I started thinking this. When I decided to leave my job, I thought before even getting my license together, I was so confident that people are going to eat me up that I was thinking about who am I going to hire as a support system to help me edit the 20, 30 videos a month that I'll be doing for so many different people. My pitch was ready and my, uh, my idea was like, how am I, I started thinking, how am I going to avoid calls? (laughs) How am I going to say no to people? Because I'm I have books until this I day. Have, I'm yeah. fully booked, and how am I going to say? Because I want to, through doing this, I want to uh, kill, uh, uh, build, and create these relationships. How am I going to say no to people? And so that didn't happen. Um, but at least you had the vision. You you saw what's coming. You saw like this exactly what I want. You had the passion boiling in your body. You were like, uh, let go of everything else. I want to do this no matter what. You know what changed that? And I regret that I didn't start doing this thing a year before. I actually started doing this. Listening to... People's opinion. It will never get yourself in a job. You know what changed that? Listening to 
Galvanic. I know you're such a massive fan of him. I take him too seriously. And I think he's literally the only single most one person worth listening to when it comes to when and when you come into your own and you want you know you you want to think what it is that you want to do what is you can do what is it that you can afford to not do or yeah he, so so listening to him and really getting what he was trying to say what he's trying to tell us I went with that and because uh, I started. So I knew that I needed a portfolio, so I contacted people in the industry um, and started making a couple of videos for them for free. I needed something, and that's how that's how it really rolled. And then, you know, with one real estate agent, I got to know other, and then others, and then I started posting all of that onto social media. One day, I was in one of the uh, one of the uh, real estate agencies filming something for their CEO, and one of their senior realtors who like we followed each other on social media and he said and when i met him he said oh it's nice to put a face onto um you know like i we knew each other we didn't communicate but we knew who, what the other person does but he said it's nice to put a face onto the instagram handle that i see yeah because on the instagram handle they see something that i've done for someone or a picture or whatever or not even my picture uh something or the other and that really stuck with me and i said hey yeah like putting that fa- like i t- i used to think that my talent is going to sell my talent is going to be enough and that just that one line from that person made me realize no it, it isn't enough the person is is what's important of course seeing is believing seeing is that's what gives you the credibility yeah. at the end of the day do, do your podcast go this way where one person just talks and nothing you talk It's not about me talking. I'm here to listen yeah, to you. No. I want to know your story. So, and that, and now that you see what I do, even when you and I work together, I was always saying, "Hey, let's make this more about you, not not what you're selling, but what are you selling?" Okay. So, so, so the property or the so the, the the stock or whatever it is, that's less important than Anthony. That's how I use, and that's how I still think. So I kind of, to me, listing videos are boring. I don't think listing videos sell properties. I don't even see any of the listing videos. I don't. I don't think listing videos sell properties. They're good for visibility, but I don't think they sell the property. The person sells the property. And somebody said really something really interesting that when people, when somebody sees you on different um, um, platforms on social media. they then go to the property portals to know what you have like property finder probably how many listings you have what would you have the expert you verify the listings they stuff. see they see you here first on these platforms and then they go on like, like like they will look you up over they, there yeah yeah did you see um did you see uh, alessia's post about jade and the landlords who hanged up on her then he called her that's back and said so real that is so real that's like i read that and i was like yes 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 you know what i mean like this is what it is that hang up the phone but oh this is that person 
that person that I see on my LinkedIn feed every day, oh, of course I'm going to call her back. Uh, the whole thing about being, the whole thing about being active on social media and the whole thing about being there, executing, is about visibility. It's not about looking perfect or being perfect or you know. I mean, I can talk about. And this. I think I, like you have a major issue with this topic where you see someone and you believe he's an amazing person mm. and he is like genuine person, mm. not just. A person who's trying to make one sale and disappear. Yeah. Some people work very hard, almost 16, 17 hours a day. And you were like, I like this person. I want him also to be visible when people also will like him. And you're sure that they will like him, yeah. but you will see them in their own shell. They have their issue being yeah. in front of camera. Yeah. They are worried what they will say. Yeah. Will it be perfect? Yeah. How do you tackle this stuff? Like, how do you convince a person that? Just do it. By, by giving as much time as possible to make, bring them at ease with it. I give it time. I give as much time as possible without, without having to worry about, hey, will I have to do this 20 times? I like people. Um, people are important. And my agenda is if, 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 if it's people that I'm trying to show, then I have to work on them. There's no quick way about this sometimes I write scripts for people so they, they so that they can feel comfortable enough to be on camera read a script off of a teleprompter so and get over that hurdle for that one time so when they'll see that first video of themselves they go oh this is not really that bad I'm going to do another one the second one will become better second one will become better and then they're on the way and then they're on the way so I see myself as somebody who's, who wants to try and get people to start and then be on your way and two months later you don't need me that's how I think and this is what's giving you satisfaction by seeing yourself making a huge oh, impact sure. yeah. on someone's life uh, yes yes uh, uh, I think the, the impact thing is a byproduct of what I do. Uh, so I've, like, I've become this person who just wants to do this. So I mean, I'm, I've, so for the past two years, I've been in situations with real estate agents and on floors all the time. And people have said to me, why don't you do real estate? Because you're there and you're so familiar. And why don't you do it on the side and get people to get deals done? I, I, I uh, it's possible if I was smart, <laughs> but I'm not. I and, this is not and this is not just self-deprecating. I'm not just saying it to, to, to sound cute. I don't. Uh, I don't think it works like that. They cannot do real estate on a hustle or part yeah, time. Yeah, it's that's what I was getting. Double shift time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I said that's that's not possible. Uh, also, because maybe that will be purely money driven purely money driven and I can't do that purely money driven thing on the side however if you want to do money on the side you yeah. can send referrals which you will be making money like for example yeah. if someone tells you I'm looking for this you can say that's yeah. this guy's number he will help yeah. you you can yeah. make that's this one but for you to call go look for a property then yeah. come do your content film then go do your yeah. editing yeah. no hey don't by the way by the way uh, I've thought many times in the past, not anymore, not at the moment, not anymore, but I've thought many times in the past that if I was a real estate agent, I'd do exactly what I preach. 
and that would be good and I could do well as an estate agent. I could, I thought about it, but, uh, but anyway. I'm happy with it. You're doing your passion, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing what makes you happy and that's why you're very successful in this industry. I just want to ask you something like, where do you see yourself in five years? I have no idea. Well, um, I have no idea. But I'm sure you have a plan no somewhere where... Uh, it's because things change so fast. Uh, what I do... I do, because I don't want to leave this question unanswered. Um, I think I did a post about this a year and a half ago where somebody somebody who, who was interested in investing in me to invest in me to make a production house or something or whatever uh, and you know use my creative talent to make a production house to then go whoa you know big production house 20 cameras and they asked me how I, in terms of how much will you earn, how much do you see yourself in two years or years. And I didn't have an answer to that question then. I don't have an answer to that question now. My answer, however, is I just want, I, I, I want impact first and revenue later. That's how I think. With a businessman a businessman who wants to put money in to get an ROI they I want to planting the seeds yeah so I want I understand that impact first is more important because if you invest 300,000 dirhams into me into my business to become a production house I'll just be another production house getting into price wars with other production house I'll only be my production house will only be as good as the people I hire uh, or the people who work who do the work. In this, in this country, it's a little uh, hiring and fights. It's not like uh, other countries where you just hire someone and then you say, oh, no, you're not good, you're gone. It's, it's expensive to hire people and fire people. Of course. They, this country has rules and those rules have to be followed uh, according to how this country wants to function. So these, these things are important to this country and within that structure, I, I can get into that. That that will take me half a day to just uh, worry about those things. <laughs> who am I fighting and who am I? Hiring? So anyway, so I. But, but my answer was, my answer to the original question was, I just want people in the real estate industry, in this real estate industry, to think that this is the coolest guy who makes the coolest content. The guy. That's the it. That's that's really how I thought. Mm -hmm. That I just want everybody to love me. Not love me as needy or, uh, you know, me, 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 but... And if you want the amazing work, you come to Asad, period. That's how, like, so, so these are the words of a business guy like mm -hmm. you, okay? My words are, uh, my words are that, how are you not coming to me? <laughs> That's how I think. Do you not see? I'm never going to ask you or chase you to come to me. So you lose out if you don't come to me. I don't. Mm -hmm. that, I, I used to think that. I, I still think that. Like with this 8,000 people who are real estate agents and this one of me. So if you don't come to me, I don't lose out because I have other, I can, I have other people I can focus on. 
right? And um, what I was also trying to say was, I'll say it when it comes to yeah. So that's that's, that's now we've been doing this for the past two and a half years. Yeah. I am sure, uh, if not everyone in this city knows you, let's say, no, fifty percent no, of the city. No. At least the people in the industry, you're everywhere. I'm talking. About I got to know you from social media. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like very hard to find you. Yeah. You're all over. Uh, doing like at least like now you have a signature in your video this like now i can any video you like show me 10 videos i'll tell you this one is assets there's a reason there is a reason why you eventually got to know me there's a reason why other people it's because i i operate in in such a manner or i um, integrate my personality in the relationship in such a manner that if i do something with you i go and post it on my feed as well and i would not give the, anybody a reason to say hey don't post it on your feed. because you know it's like a client relationship mm-hmm. yeah. that's that everybody's so used to in the corporate world and general things that hey you make something you can't post it it's i don't care <laughs> because my answer always is hey uh, somebody sees you through your audience, they will see you through my audience. So there's nothing to protect here. Absolutely. Just spread it out, whether it's through me or through you or through you know whoever. So for the past two and a half years, almost three years, you've been doing this constantly, going out with agents, yeah. on sites, and house stuff. Yeah. What was the most awkward situation you were in filming? Uh, Awkward, funny, I I, something you remember? I wish I had an interesting answer to that question. You I must know. have a day. Can you think of something that we did awkward? I don't know, mine, I don't know if it was the most awkward when me and you went to Heart of Europe and <laughs> you didn't get your ID with you, you know, and we had to come back and to rebook know, another site for like, it took that. us two months to come back I to that know. site. But I don't know if that was the most awkward one, so... Uh, not for me, but <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad because it wastes time. It wastes valuable but time. But after that, we got four videos in the same day. We, did, we were we? going to Maidan and running yeah. around over everything. So, so yeah, it, it wasn't a yeah. useless day. Yeah, Actually, yeah. it was very productive day. We made really good out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing can come to your mind. Like uh, when you, uh, Let's say you're going to film. A security guard came to you, jumped on you. Where's your NOC? You cannot film in here. You cannot remember. I have like the that. ability to say... No, that's happened a couple of times. That's happened. Somebody not allowing to... I have, uh, I just hack my way. Um, if, I, if I'm outside, I'll just film on this. Because I don't know, I, I know how to put it together, mm-hmm. to edit it and put it together. So I don't worry about filming from my phone. And normally people say, no, well, the client will not appreciate you filming from the phone. I just say, okay, well, I don't need that client. Not, and this is not because I'm arrogant. This is about practicality. Do what's practical. So for me, Making content, like but so many times, if I just have one camera when I'm filming somebody, I'll have I'll set up my phone as a second angle. I, I, I just want to get a second angle from someone. I'll borrow a phone to get a second angle, you know? So I just go with practicality. And when something like this happens, where somebody says, you can't film, I say, okay, sorry, I apologize. Get out. I don't, I, I, I don't get in trouble. 
I would have gotten in trouble if I had continued to own a drone and continue to fly it over residential villas, which yeah. I did. I would have gotten into real trouble. And one day I decided, um, if anybody asks me if you have a drone, even though I had it, I said, don't have it. Or we go to the desert. Or we go to the desert, which yeah. I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, uh, because in the, in the desert, what are you filming really? So then I would have gone into trouble, but I am glad I was confident enough to say that, hey, no, I don't have a drone and uh, no, we can't, we can't make you look Let's like get it. into uh, seeing the result of the work. Yeah. Uh, I know easy dozen people who worked with you. Yeah. What, what dozen people say again? Dozen people yeah. have worked with you. Yeah. This is what I know. I'm sure there's more than hundreds, but oh, there doesn't that I know. Yeah. And they all had a successful story. Hmm. Until they met you, where they elevated the successful story. I hope so. You participated. I'm talking me, myself, and hmm. my own experience, hmm. where you helped me a lot, share the knowledge, share my thoughts at least yeah. and put it out there and that really elevated me in the game and I'm sure it did it to a lot. What were the most beautiful words that you've heard from people rather than oh. thank you and oh, stuff? Man, I'm, sure, I'm sure some oh, people told you some stuff that just you asking this question. Come on, you thought it's going to be an easy podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, this is like, like this, this is like that this is how the, the answer. The answer to this question is going to be tougher than editing a talking video. But you said, "Oh my way. God!" The words that you just said now, and I've heard these words before from you, from from people, um. And it, and let, let me just say this: It didn't necessarily happen during the process of making videos for people. It happened during meeting people that I never ended up working for, mm-hmm. but them saying, "Yeah, I heard that post you did once, and you said such and such. You said something. That's pleasing. That's that's important for me." Um, um, I don't know, but during filming, I. There's like so many things. I can't can't think of anything right now. To me, everything stands out because I focus on the word so much. I create stories like the the emotional, emotive um, things that I create for people. I bring it out of the words that they're saying as opposed to how the whole thing looks. So the words that are coming out of the person's mouth make the thing look the way I want to. So that video, we d- that video, um, that video with you where you're talking on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, playing pool, that video, shooting of that video, and your voice in that video have nothing to do with each other. Because those are different sides. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Have those the, 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 your voiceover of your voiceover happened when we were? I just asked you a question. We we kind of. We talking. had a cigarette break. We had a cigarette and break and, and, we, were and we were talking. And I just I kept my mic on and that was recording. Exactly. Yeah. So I just heard that and it just stuck with me that I have to do something with that piece of audio. I have to do something. I have to do something. And then that happened where we were just filming. I thought because I filmed, I have a camera. Let's just film it. Maybe use it. So that's so. So to me, all all words and are important. Okay. I enjoy everything. Let's stick to that. Now I just want to ask you um, this question. 
Would you work with anyone or you are selective with the people? Have you ever turned a client down? And by client, I'm saying an agent, business owner, managing director, whatever he is. Like, would you say no to someone if you don't see? Tell me about it. I think I would. I think I would, although it'll, it'll be unfair to say that I think I would. Because, because all of this and all of that I do, because all of this is so new, and after people talk to me for 20 minutes, they realize, oh my God, this is going to be hard work. This is not just a guy in front of with a camera who's just filmed me. This is going to be hard work because I talk and I say things that, hey, we can do this, we can do that. And it's not come to a point where somebody has said to me, I really want to work with you and me saying, yeah, I don't like you. It's not come to that point. Uh, fewer and, and and I'm actually happy that it's happened this way. Fewer people have come to the point where they've they've really <clears throat> made that decision. To normally, what happens is, and what has been happening, as far as market is marketing is concerned, is that for business people, marketing seems to be the marketing lady's job. Mm-hmm. So she'll prepare, marketing lady or the marketing guy who sits in that corner will prepare everything and you just have to be in front of camera and they'll do it and, and something will come out of it and no one cares. Me, when I get into a situation, I have to make you care about this. And I get involved. I get involved. On, that's why we become friends. I get involved. So that tells people that this is going to be hard work. And which is why, which has resulted in not a lot of people going the full way and continue, continue, not or or even start, start. not yeah. even starting. I've had many situations where I've sent out, you know, business proposals and things like that, and people disappear, but they don't disappear from because uh, I'm connected with everyone on, on on social media, so I know, and I never call them back or email them. Hey, so what happened to that? What's, I know you're watching. Why are you watching? Not because of my pretty face. You're watching because I'm executing and it's relevant. And that's why that's why people are watching. So I don't. So um, I I I don't worry about it. But uh, um, yeah. So you're reachable to everyone and allow me to share your Instagram account, which is asad.create. Asad creates and Asad because is, I do create because I do <laughs> and Asad is always reachable on this Instagram yeah. feel free to see his content even to ask him for a question I think that's the only person in the world that will give free knowledge he will tell you how to do exactly by the way, on your phone <laughs> by the, yeah no like I, I think what, what makes me uh, different if it does if it if anything does make me different it's that I think I'm the only person who goes within this industry, within real estate industry, who goes as narrow and as deep as I do, dedicated to this industry. Anybody can make video. That's true. Anyone can make video. I can make video. I can film other stuff. But I chose to go narrow and deep into this the thing. Real estate. Into this thing. Into because I because because I. 
right in the beginning when I decided to do this, I thought of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now is a bunch of people think that I, I'm good for this industry. They like me because I'm, I'm uh, because that's what I show. That's my brand. So my brand is this guy creates content for real estate. So automatically, if my if my work is good, then people in real estate get interested. That's really how it works. So this is what I thought about two years ago when I started. You know, so I stuck. So I stuck with this. If that's the word, it is. I just I just stuck with this mm-hmm. and said, and I knew I'll suffer, and I did. Um, but yeah, um, I don't I don't know how else to do. Feel free to reach my guest, Asad Creates. He's on Instagram 24-7. He doesn't sleep. Sometimes he texts me at 4, 5 a.m. editing videos. It's, it's fun. <laughs> this guy is always available. He even will show you how to buy mics, how to use mics. Even if you want to edit videos on your own phone through applications, Asad is very helpful. Here you go. You just heard it from my guest coming from Pakistan to Ireland, to Dubai, without having any plan, jumping between banking and real estate and ending up to be one of the best real estate content creator in this city. Did you just call me a videographer? No, content creator, (laughs) I'm sure of it. Thank you so much for watching this and see you soon in a new episode.